Press C to cancel. Everybody, hello and welcome to Press B to Cancel. My name is Guy Prime, and today, the Cancel Council... No, Council... I can't ever say this. Cancel this intro. You never did the intro. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, we're going to restart. Mm-hmm. Scientifically accurate ninja... No. Oh, God. <laughs> My childhood. Okay, here we go. And this episode is now marked explicit. Thanks. <laughs> a little too explicit. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are you high? <laughs> I was earlier. <laughs> it's just like a, the, not now. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the NES. Hero Turtles. Uh, everybody, hello and welcome to Press B to cancel. My name is Guy Prime, and uh, with me today, our usual band of rapscallions, uh, joining me in today's discussion on. The Nintendo Entertainment System's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We have Werewolf. Hello. Excuse me. That was... You got me all hot and bothered on that one there, Wolf. Good job. Uh, Sick Jake. Hey, always great. For, uh, maybe I am high. Always <laughs> great, great to be here. Cowabunga! <laughs> <laughs> it is great to be here. I'm glad you feel that way. And Pulse 109 Hi. I don't know. Hi. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, today we're talking about Ninja Turtles for the NES, uh, presented by Ultra. Not the podcast, but the video game. Ultra. Ultra. They brought us a lot of other amazing titles, such as. You know, they did Ninja Turtles, which is great. Cool. Snake's Revenge. <laughs> you say it's French? No, well, I said so, Snake's Revenge. Snake's Revenge. Oh, yeah. yeah. They did a lot of great titles. So Ultra was just Konami, right? Yeah. It was a rebrand of Konami so that they could get away with releasing more titles per year on the NES because Nintendo had some stupid rule that you could only release so many games per year on their console. Well, yeah. So for quality control, I think, right? So that companies yeah. would put more effort into the games. And then we got Ninja Turtles. So maybe Nintendo was right. <laughs> <laughs> All that stuff that you guys just talked about, that was like the, the bulk of my research. <laughs> well, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we just blew GP's load in 10 seconds. <laughs> this is, this is going to be a short episode, guys. Oh, now we're hitting puberty again. Yeah. Everyone will be left satisfied, though, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, no, so I always like to start off by talking about the stories before... We get to a lot of the trivia bits, so we'll do that if that's all right. Pulse 109, what is your experience with this game, if any? It's awesome. I loved it as a kid, and the dam is the last level. You can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> Werewolf? Uh, this was one of those games that, you know, I really wanted to be good at it as a kid, and no matter how much time I put into it, I pretty much just sucked at it. I think I was able to beat the dam once or twice as a kid. That was it. And then today, I played it a little with my kid. What'd your kid think? He got to relive my childhood trauma. (laughs) 
<laughs> Always a special time. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to bond. <laughs> right. Okay, so you've beaten the dam, so you might be our resident expert. And uh, Jake, how about you? What, what What's your experience with this game? So this is a game that I played, I mean, as a kid, my buddy had it. So we went to his place. He had all the Nintendo games. And uh, I played it there. And I want to say, I want to say I beat this as a kid, or at least my friend and I trading off lives or whatever. But having played it this past week, I'm convinced that a Game Genie did this one. I had to have, because this game is ridiculously hard. <laughs> uh, I can get I can get past the dam. That's fine. Uh, Mecha Turtle. I made it to Mecha Turtle three times and just got my ass handed to me. It shouldn't be this hard. The bosses in this game are not difficult, but I couldn't get past that. Well, that's a that's a story driven battle. Uh, you have to die in that one, I think. <laughs> oh, then I beat the game. Then. Well, there you go. Multiple times. Every time. Story driven deaths. <laughs> Every time. I'm so good. First Kirby, now Ninja <laughs> Turtles. Bring on Holy Divers. <laughs> that's part of the reason we had to do this one. Is I felt you were getting a little too big for your britches after uh, <laughs> after Kirby, so I'm like, let's let's take him down a couple pegs. Look, sick Jake's not the same in the podcast when he's happy. Let's 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 get him to cry again. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the the smile that crept across your face gave me nightmares. I wanted to see the uh, <laughs> the straight face, cantankerous, lovable oaf. Not oaf. That's the wrong word. Oh, human geez. being. No, you're Look. a wonderful dude, and I'm I'm still I'm actually I'm very proud. Of you for beating Kirby, because I don't think I've ever actually beaten Kirby. Also, Jake's thanks for the fifty bucks for me to edit the uh, crying out of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Got a reputation to uphold, you know. Yeah, everybody's uh, everybody's eye ducks are about to get a little moistened. I think. Yeah, TMNT came out uh, in America in nineteen eighty nine. I remember that because I Wikipedia'd it earlier this week. <laughs> now, this for as long as I've ever known. NES games, this was always around. So, like I said, I grew up playing Contra and Kung Fu and all these, but this was always a game that I watched other people play. So I was aware of the game, but I could never even make it to the dam. Like, you know, when I was younger. Getting to the dam was... I'm trying to think. Sick Jake, remember that time you beat Kirby? <laughs> it was, for me, tantamount like to that. Almost like it was last week. <laughs> it was recent. But no, like, this game uh, impressed upon me quite a bit of, of things. First off, it is totally okay to cry at video games. Um, <laughs> this is also, for me, I think the game that developed my desire to kind of, like, be a completionist for a lot of games, um, which I'll talk about later in this, of course, uh, spawned my no-game-genie rule until you can beat the game without it uh, for very, very frustrating reasons that I will talk about later. But this is a game that was so impactful in my youth not only because I love the Saturday morning cartoon, but because, you know, and the movies were great and all that stuff, but just because it was it was always around at everybody else's house, but never at ours. I think, and I could be wrong, but dollars to donuts, I would bet. We had a copy, and it either got given away or thrown out because of how much crying I did at this game. <laughs> no, I, I think my parents were concerned, and I think my cousins ended up with it. Because we weren't we weren't allowed to have it for a while. This game was so uh, in- influential that I remember the date which I first beat it without any assistance, and that was March thirty first, two thousand fifteen. It was a cold and dark night. GP sat lovingly in the comfort of his couch, and he beat the dam. 
Damn. Was that how it went? Kind of. I figured that's how it went. It was it was in my mom's apartment and it was on the Nintendo was it, it was on the Wii. On the, oh, the virtual the, console, yeah. The VC for that, yeah. So it was and it was great, but it sucked because nobody was around. My brother wasn't there, no family was there. I could tell people about it, but do you want to guess how many people believe me? Is this like if GP beats a game and nobody's around, did it really happen? This is this is exactly why I wanted to start streaming on Twitch. <laughs> because I needed documented proof. <laughs> but no, okay, so um, next thing I'm going to ask is, did you guys have anybody, like, in your friend circle or, you know, whoever you played games with, did you guys have anybody who was hella good at this game or could beat you at it before? Like, how far have you seen not on YouTube or on Twitch? You know what I mean? I saw my friend beat the damn once, and that was it. Apparently he beat it and beat the entire game. I didn't know there was a level after that so i was still kind of mind blown by it so i still couldn't wrap my head around what was going on <laughs> he beat the dam and then immediately got laid yeah. that was the end of the day <laughs> we were both eight. Oh god and thus he became a man yeah there was a babysitter she was like damn and then it was like <laughs> i don't even know i'm trying to think yeah, of the from, like how did the Karate Kid go? Did he get laid? <laughs> well, he got whacked somewhere, for sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is true. The less I know, the better. There was a foot sweep. And <laughs> there was a leg sweep, whatever it was. Either way. Sweep the leg. <laughs> uh, God. Okay, that took a, a much different turn than I thought. Uh, how about you, Jake? Like, in real life, sitting next to somebody, what's the furthest you've ever seen somebody make it in this game? Nah, honestly... The only memories I have of seeing the ending, because I have seen the ending, is with a buddy of mine, and I'm convinced we game genie to, we had to have. Otherwise, <laughs> uh, that wonderful movie, The Wizard, with Fred Savage. I think oh, the kid yeah. in that beats the turtles. So I've seen it there, I think, or at least parts of it. <laughs> That's what uh, it. Documentary, something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> documentary. It, okay. Tale of Let's struggle. talk about that. <laughs> here's here's what I don't like about the wizard. So many things. You might even say, it's so bad. But I love it because it's classic and it's awesome. But I recently watched it with my son, who, who just turned five years old, and he's all about video games. And so we watched it, and I said, this is what life used to be like. And so it gets to the scene where Christian Slater and Bo Bridges are in a hotel room. And so he pulls out the Nintendo, and he hooks it up to the hotel TV. Bo Bridges, who plays his dad in the movie, is like, what game is that? And he goes, this is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. First and foremost, he, his delivery of the line was like he was doing a commercial, which, granted, the movie that was, was movie. kind of a commercial. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, uh, I don't know. There was so much cringiness about it. First off, I don't know anybody who's ever actually called it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's why I introduced it as such at the beginning of the podcast. Because it sounds so stupid coming out of your mouth. I'd never said anything but Ninja Turtles. Yeah, we would say Ninja Turtles. We'd say TMNT, anything. But we, nobody ever said all the words. I'd never said TMNT. That was that was like saying all the words to me. I was always really? calling it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid. I never shortened it. We didn't have acronyms in Canada in that decade. This is true. Oh, God. It was too cold. We had to keep all our energy for warmth. Yeah. But saying the whole name kept us warm. In those Arctic yeah. Tundra nights. <laughs> Gave you the hope. So, uh, anyway, so 
the screen fades to black, and like the next morning, you see this body rolled over, and you're like, okay, Bo Bridges went to sleep. No, plot twist. That was uh, Christian Slater, who wakes up to his dad playing Ninja Turtles. Now, thank you for staying with me in this story. There's the points coming up. He wakes up, and he's like, oh, my God, are you still playing this? And his dad is like, yes, I've made it past uh, level three. Or no, he goes, I've made it to the Mecha Turtle fight at the end of level three, and I've almost got him beat. And then it shows him playing it, and he's in, like, the first <laughs> sewer in the first stage. And I'm like, somebody lied to Bo Bridges. <laughs> well, <laughs> but you know what? To his credit, though, because I remember that scene. I've watched this movie recently with my kids who hated it. <laughs> but they don't have good taste. Uh, but in We're that talking line, about wizard, also... right? Well, yeah, the wizard's a great okay. movie. Okay. Well, first off, I gotta say this because I I wanted to ask that because I missed a lot of the conversation there. My connection like died on me three times. <laughs> so that's my line. <laughs> but uh, stop stealing pulses. Like, bit. no, it was. I don't think it was the connection so much as my laptop just like brain farted three times in a row. But uh, the other thing I is, I also watched that movie recently, like mm-hmm. maybe two years ago. I was highly disappointed in that movie. <laughs> what? I never saw it as a kid. I didn't see it until I, never either. I was 35. And I was like, this is what everybody loved? What the hell? Like, okay. <laughs> so that line, hold on. That line with Bo Bridges. He go, they go out of his way to have it in the script. He's like, I made it past this. I got the scroll weapon. And then I fought Mecha Turtle. So they did the research because the scroll weapon was in that stage. I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah, like, it's a nice little bit of detail. But it's lacking certain detail. <laughs> well, no, the thing is, they, they did their research in so far as to say, here's a weapon that we can acknowledge, and if, you know, whatever, whatever. So yes to that. But then when they came time to, or when it came time to record the, the footage of the game being played, literally they turned on the game, went straight in the hole, hit record for about 10 seconds, and said, that's it, it's in the can, that's okay. all we need. So to And be to fair. me that was lazy, yeah. So we've started putting these episodes on YouTube. And to do that, because I don't feel right just putting an audio thing up on YouTube, I've been recording gameplay to go with it. So ultimately it means me playing fucking Ninja Turtles. (laughs) So this is the part where I'm going to start talking about the Technodrome, and I expect to see you at the Technodrome. Yeah, no. it's going to be This better be a short podcast, guys, because (laughs) otherwise it's going to be 45 minutes to an hour of me stuck in the fucking dam. Just so you know. I, I have two full pages of bullet points, so you're going to want to go ahead and fire up that game Genie. Jake's yeah. just going to have, like, all the way up to the dam on the NES, and then everything after that is going to be on the Amiga. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Better yet, take the hour that it's going to take and just take the the full hour to just do the first two stages. Like, yeah. Just a playthrough for you, yes. I'm bad at these games. Like the Mega Man episode, Short Tangent. I couldn't beat half those fucking games. And we talked about Mega Man's 1 through 6. It got to the point in Mega Man 5 where I just kept recording me going through the levels. And the first time I died at the boss, I would just skip to the next level. I couldn't beat fucking anybody. Games are hard, man. I should not be the one doing the footage of these video games. That's what I'm saying. Look, you could have asked us. You could have asked us, but... Actually, no, this is hilarious, and I want to see you suffer now. Yeah. It's so bad. More importantly, I want everybody to know Press B to Cancel has a YouTube page. Go and hit the subscribe button. Please. Please and thank you. Uh, Also, okay, so moving on then from The Wizard, which, by the way, if you haven't, I I wish you would have told me you had never seen The Wizard. If anybody listening has never seen The Wizard, you should, 
But keep in mind, it is the movie Rain Man for eight-year-olds. <laughs> That's It's fair. exactly what it is. A kid travels cross-country with his autistic brother. They go to Vegas. There's some weird stuff that happens. And, uh, yeah, people are looking for this guy who kidnapped his brother. It just happens to be about video games, uh, you know, instead of gambling. Which came out first, The Wizard or Rain Man? I'm, I think probably Rain Man was like I think Rain early, early oh, 80s, whereas The Wizard was probably palace. late. <laughs> right? Which, by the way, okay, one last thing about The Wizard. How are they going to debut the game of Mario 3 at the end and be like, here's a game no one's ever played? And they're like, we didn't even know this existed. And then immediately everybody finds the warp whistles. Rain Man. <laughs> Rain Man beat out by a year. By a year, yeah. That's it's all like saying, back to me now. here's a brand new game. It's called Contra, and then everybody knows the Konami code. It's yeah. just, anyway. Well, especially for Mario Bros. 3, because those warp whistles are, they're like impossible unless you read Nintendo Power or something. Yes, unless you, or yeah, had seen The Wizard, you, you didn't know where they were. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, there's there's that. Not to poke holes in it, both uh, to, to Christian Slater, I'm a fan, to Bo Bridges, <laughs> uh, you're, you're fantastic. And, of course, the entire Savage family. Uh, what's up, bro? You guys are great. Uh, so, Werewolf, on to you. Did you have anybody in your childhood that played this game and could make it all the way through? <laughs> no. Who, who in your orbit as a kid could make it the furthest? It's, it's Me and my friend, the kid next door, we'd, we'd play this together, and we, we both sucked equally at this game. That was pretty much it. We beat the dam, like I said, a couple of times. Never got much further. That was pretty much it. I think, looking back to it, I may have beaten the dam once, maybe twice, but immediately died afterwards because I had no health left. You know, I went through all my turtles, and they all had zilch for health, so by the time I got out and had to do something else, dead. I do believe I even tried with the Game Genie and couldn't with that, so... (laughs) Well, no, that's fair. Like, my I said this earlier, my my whole rule of don't use a game genie or a game shark until you can beat the game without it comes from this and that's because I remember my cousins had a game genie and they had a code for it where it was like pretty much don't take health or don't take damage from most things is how the book said it from most things so I tried playing with that thinking okay this would be great I can do this it turns out when it says most things the thing you can take damage from is fire Okay, so I get to uh, the stage, I think it's right after the dam, where you're in the hangar looking for the blimp. Okay, and there's a couple of, of these underground tunnels. you got to figure out which ones to go to. And there's a couple that have fire at the end, as do most underground sewage facilities <laughs> at hangars. Anyway, so it's kind of a tricky, like, not tap to jump, but not a full jump sort of thing. And it freezes the game. So it's not just that you lose your character automatically, which is what normally happens to the game, is that the game glitches out and you have to start all the way from the beginning. Well, it took me 15 hours to get there anyways. And uh, so that was that's that's where that whole policy for me started off. It was like, I've wasted way too much time cheating and I can't even do it with that. So Is that the tunnels with the um, the sewers with the water where it whisks you out of the, uh, the building again? No, that's in stage three. This would be the stage after that, after... Okay. So after the dam, there's like the greater city area. And then you at the end of that is where you fight the mecha turtle, I guess it's called. 
Yeah, and you can get the scroll weapon. Yeah, and then, yes. <laughs> and then you see the <laughs> helicopter fly off, and they're like, well, let's go to the hangar. Let's go to the, the airport right. and get our blimp to chase the helicopter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because by the time you find the blimp, it's been four hours. <laughs> yeah. And you know how fast blimps go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I will say this. One thing that I always thought was a really cool detail was, let's say you've lost Michelangelo. At the end of the stage, when you find the blimp, they will march the turtles out from the building to the blimp one at a time. And if you were missing Michelangelo, he just won't show up there. And I always thought that was kind oh, of a cool little detail. That actually, the, the cutscenes in general, are, I think, are fantastic in this game. It's one of the reasons why I do like it. That's yeah. a major detail. That's good. Yeah, well, it's like the Shredder talking on the TV to the Turtles after the dam level. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever noticed this, but apparently the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, had the world's first 3D TV. Because the Shredder's hand actually, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> violates the boundaries of the TV and, and goes over a little bit further than it should. And I'm like, man, the future's crazy. Shredder vision. Shredder vision. Uh, so, yeah, no, the, you're, you're right. The cutscenes are fantastic. I don't know if I would put them up there with, like, Ninja Gaiden or Moon Crystal. But, uh, no, it's the, the detail is there. They're not. There's a lot of detail in the cutscenes. Like, there's not a lot of cutscenes, but they took... They... They really took their time to detail what they put in the game. Sometimes there's clever usage of things, like the scene with Shredder that you were talking about. His hand moves, his mouth moves, and his eyes move. And for that scene, that's really all you need, but for those three things, those are all very large sprites. In the opening, when you see you know, the four turtles and Splinter looking up at the other corner from the bottom left corner, and Splinter points up to the corner... <laughs> it's like what are you pointing at because they're in a little blue box right well then the blue box leaves them and goes up to the opposite corner where you see shredder so like there's there's clever usage of the limitations of the technology for what feels like an ultimately rushed game at least to a degree if that makes sense like it's a game where when you first when you're playing the levels itself i i have trouble taking those enemies and matching them to like something from the TV show. It doesn't feel like Ninja Turtle enemies, except for like the bosses, of course. Yeah. Like you have the lava monster throwing the bugles at you and the weird fly creatures <laughs> the and stuff. Bugles, yeah. What is the, right. the, the clay rock dude that just sits down oh, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't interact with each other while he's doing that? Like He just squats, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to take a nap. Chill. <laughs> he's, he's kind of their equivalent of... Uh, you know, Boo, from uh, from the Mario verse. You look at him, he disappears, but you start to walk away, and he's like, "I'm a fuck with you." I call bullshit on that because I look at him all the time, and he's like, "Let me throw stuff at you." You might have a, a weird version then. <laughs> it's just like some guys like, "I'm invisible. You can't see me." I'm like, "You're on the ground, crouched." <laughs> worst ninja ever. <laughs> okay, speaking of worst ninja ever. One of the things I liked about this game is that you could totally have a favorite and then you could totally just throw your least favorite under the bus. For example, the seaweed. <laughs> I'm always going to go into the seaweed with Mikey. It just uh, guaranteed, 100%. Not that I, I think Mikey sucks, but his weapon in this game sucks. Raph also sucks, but I'm afraid Raph would kick my ass. So I go with Mikey. <laughs> but, you know, the whole time I'm like, I can't let Donnie die. 
And I want to hang out with Leonardo so he can just kick around. I'm not going to use him for shit. And so I've got my two sacrificial uh, turtles, as it would be. And so, uh, so there are differences in the four characters besides shitty weapon range, right? Does Raph's at least do a lot of damage? Because he's got no range. No range. I don't think his thing is damage. I think his thing is speed. Yeah. So he just whips those forks out, slashes, and is back in no time. Bitch got a fork. <laughs> Bitch got a fork. Thank you for picking <laughs> up on that, Paul. Um, I think Leo has... Leo is kind of like Mario in that he's just kind of average with everything, speed, distance, and, and power. Donnie, of course, has the range and the power, but he's very slow. And then Mikey can get killed by seaweed. So... <laughs> <laughs> did you guys have any like specific um strats that you tried for anything keep donatello alive and mostly play as him yeah 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 pretty much yeah. <laughs> he, he gets first shot at all to- at all pizza yeah well like for donatello right i mean i think it's the trick that every kid knew if they knew one thing from ninja turtles was when you're fighting rocksteady you take donatello top of the crates and you just whack down It'll take you five minutes, but you can beat him that way. What? Yeah. What? You didn't know that? <laughs> no. Yeah, you just stand there and just pelt down and hope that he jumps into it, basically. Yeah. And it happened. And it's just like, that's the only way I've ever beaten him. Damageless. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a good speed strat. Actually, I I managed to beat Rocksteady today without issue, without getting touched, using what? Donatello. What? It's just jump over him, <laughs> hit him while he's in the air. It's super easy. Well, clearly you're a wizard. <laughs> but then I can't beat the dam. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I... <laughs> as far as boss strategies go, I think I got this game down. The problem is all the janky hitbox nonsense that this game pulls on you. That's, I can't. <laughs> yeah, the bosses are not that difficult although mecha turtle notwithstanding but i was watching a video of some of the later fights like mouser the giant mouser you literally just stand in the center of the screen contra style and you can take him out no problem and even shredder does not look that difficult well and there's even a cheat for giant mouser like that's the other thing about this game one of my bullet points was the various things that you can do to kind of make the game easier like with the the mouser fight if you stand under him and his mouth is open, of course, with Donnie. You can just stand there, strike up, and do damage. When he goes to close his mouth, if you hit pause, uh, you can stay as Donnie. You don't have to move your cursor. But pause it and then unpause it. His mouth is closed but cracked open. And you can still do damage while his mouth is quote-unquote closed. So you never have to have a moment where you don't do damage to him. Oh, wow. There's that. Do you guys know about the boomerang sharing? That blew my mind. Yes. I did learn about that today, actually. Which, honestly, anything other than the scrolls, like the, the scrolls obviously are the tits, but the boomerangs I find to be useful. Uh, all the other weapons, the throwing stars and the three stars, just, they suck. They're, they're worse than the nunchucks. Yeah, I also hate how it switches to the weapon when you grab one. So, like, you grab the ninja stars when the room's filled with enemies, and you're just fucked <laughs> because you yeah. don't do anything. So you're trying to find the, the select button to switch back to your main weapon, Yeah, I died. Well, and the worst thing is, um, there. well, at least for me, I just, I'm constantly walking in the game. So if I've got my boomerangs and I'm just mowing down bitches or like the, uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> the scrolls, you know, just killing all these people. If I'm walking 
or if I'm in the middle, this is the fucking worst. In the Technodrome, there's the, the, the Doom hallway right before the Shredder fight where everything sucks in life. Um, <laughs> if you kill one of the guys that you're trying to kill and you move at all toward them and you're close, you're going to get your, your weapon switched out from the scrolls to a fucking throwing star, and then you've, you've wasted your entire life. And not just in the game. I mean, my entire life was a waste. That's how it felt. <laughs> Like, I've had my parents at one point in life tell me I don't think that they love me anymore, and that was not as bad as losing the scroll. I've said too much. <laughs> I'm kidding. Both my parents love me, I think. And that's why Bo Bridges stayed up all night in a cold sweat playing Ninja Turtles. Because he got after that scroll he shit, can't, After can't he talked shit on it to, uh, to, to Christian Slater. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, also, the, and this, okay, two things I did not know until I was older, like within the last couple of years, there is, I don't know if it's confirmed, but the thinking is the Technodrome, there's a level where you have to find the Technodrome, right? With the, uh, the weird underground cone-throwing bad guys. But there's a certain point in the opening song that if you hit start to start the game at the exact right upbeat, it will predetermine where the Technodrome is yes. in, those, in those tunnels, and it's the easiest of the three tunnels. Now, before learning that, I felt like my success rate with finding the Technodrome was about a third anyways, because I always started off in the easy tunnel as a hopeful you know, person. So whether or not that's a confirmed trick, I don't know. But I find that you know, about a third of the time, the Technodrome is where it should be. Yeah, I think it is. It's a, a manipulation, a speedrunning thing. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. that speedrunners use that to, to get to it quickly. Right, yeah, the, uh, the algorithm, whatever it is that determines... Um, the placement of the, the Technodrome is determined by when you hit the start button. So that seems really strange to me, to code something so arbitrary. I think it was similar with um, Chip and Dale as well. It's like a timing thing. If you, hit the, if you start the game at just the right moment, you get the right kind of RNG for certain areas of the game huh. to, to help. Yeah, I didn't know. The stuff that, especially street, uh, street um, speed runners, the stuff that they come up with and, and figure out is it's I have no idea who the fuck thought of that. But I mean it makes sense at some point they're like, well if it's randomized, it's gotta be tied to something. But if it's randomized, then how can it be tied to something? Well, but nothing can truly be randomized in computers. <laughs> well it's all generated off of something. Like okay, tangents, I know. But like the <laughs> Mister, right? Which is that it's a great device. It's an FPGA machine, kinda like the analog consoles. I own one. There's a bit of a controversy for like three Nintendo games because they base the RNG, like the randomness is based on something to do with how the, the game starts. I can't recall what games it are. So for an old Nintendo console, you turn it on, depending on how you turn it on or hit that button, it triggers a different kind of RNG. But the mister, because the way it's set up, it only starts up the same way every single time, identically. So technically with the mister, you don't have for those three games, the right kind of randomness. And there's a bit of a drama right now for people saying you can't use it for those games for speedrunning because it's not fair, right? Because it's starting up consistently the, the right way or a different way. Interesting. Huh. What's a mister? Yeah, I should do an episode on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh, and then also um, little tips and tricks and secrets that I didn't know about. Uh, if your Ninja Turtles, if your health gets to a certain point... All of your attacks are stronger. Did you guys know that? No. 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 <laughs> what? Okay, right. Thank you. I thought I was just being a badass then. Shit. 
Well, no, like I used to, I, I liked to play with, with Leo when I was younger. And I had noticed at certain points I would take swipes and do one-hit kills on certain bad guys that used to take two. And I always thought it was maybe the computer fucking up inside the, the NES or whatever. No, it turns out that I think if you get down to like two or three squares of life, uh, your your shit does like double damage. I don't know if that's the same for Donnie as well, uh, which most things are single-hit kills with him anyways. But uh, yeah, the weaker characters, if you let them get close to death, they will... Uh, They'll be twice as strong. I'm just so busy to throw Michelangelo into the bus as soon as possible. So. <laughs> yeah. Poor party dude. <laughs> he is a party dude. Like I said, I don't mind swimming through the seaweed with Michelangelo. The thing is, toward the end, if he has too much health, I will hang out in the seaweed just to, to <laughs> really just to you know, watch dig the shot. dagger in. Yeah. <laughs> just to put him in his place. The turtles are always best when they're missing one of their brothers. I think we all know that from the movies. And I'm just trying to set him up for success. I mean, look, a pizza only has eight slices, and Donnie is a hungry boy. So take one of the turtles out of the equation. Gets an extra slice. That's true. And then um, we did that that episode a long time ago about, like, funny translations and such. Anyway, no, turtles is another great example. Like, I used to think this is how adults talked. You have my support. But, like, once you beat the game, you know, like, this is the actual script for April. Oh, Splinter is back to his real form. You guys are great. Thanks for your help. Let's celebrate with a pizza. And I, so for, like, there's a whole. What's wrong with that? That sounds like marriage material to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, just calling people great. Like, in, you know, actually saying qualities that you like about somebody. You guys are great. It, to me, it's just the most, uh, I don't know. I just thought that's how adults talked. It's not congratulation. But, uh, you know, at the very end, it says, uh, the adventure of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is concluded. And I'm like, what? what's just, just the best way to say the end? Yeah. Well, can we talk about that for a sec, the ending there? Because that's pretty funny. So is Splinter cursed or something? Because he takes human form <laughs> when you kill Shredder. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah, like somehow defeating Shredder in this game is all you needed to revert Splinter back to his human form. Either that, like, depending on the version of the story, too, because, like, some versions he was a human who became a rat, and in other versions he was a rat who had a human that he watched do... Yeah, that's what the first movie was. Martial arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch the... Uh, or or read the, the old black and white comics, you know, from uh, Laird and Eastman. But yeah, I I think maybe originally he was a human that got transformed. And then, of course, uh, in the cartoon or in the movie, he was just always a rat that got soaked in the the ooze. I think that's the movie. I do believe in the original cartoon he was human previously. The cartoon he was, yeah. Yeah, in the cartoon. I don't remember Splinter or uh, Shredder is Hamato Yoshi, right? Uh, no, he, he's Oroku Saki. Oroku Saki. And so Splinter Hamato was Yoshi Hamato is Yoshi is Splinter's owner. Yeah. Well, I think he was actually Splinter in the cartoon. Oh, right. And then, yeah. For the and movie, so switch that. They, they had interactions before he became Splinter. In the original comics and live action movie, Splinter is the pet rat of a ninja, main, of a ninja named Hamato Yoshi. So oh. the movie took the right one, apparently. Gotcha. Huh. But yeah, I'm, I'm going by like the cartoon. The cartoon was Splinter was 
a dude that turned into a rat. Yeah, it fit better too because all the all the bad guys ultimately were humans that turned into creatures. Whatever you call it, creatures. Yeah, creatures. wasn't that wrong? <laughs> like Bebop and Rocksteady were human. Then the fly guy was it Baxter? Baxter Stockman? Yeah, yeah Stockman. Yeah, I used to think Baxter was bastard. So when I was a kid, so I would never say the word, the name Bask- Baxter around my parents because I thought I'd get like my ass handed to me. Cheese and crackers. And, and then it was like the hound, of the, the hound of the Baskervilles. Same thing. I thought that was it for a while. Wow. <laughs> the bastard hounds. I can see your parents like, why don't you have that lovely Baxter kid over for dinner? And you're like, Just like oh. uh, no, he's a bit of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Bastard Stockman. That's got to happen somewhere. Well, okay, well, um, where I was going with all the the silly translations, I mean, the movies have been, been done, and I know we're not talking about movies unless Sandra Bullock is in them, but uh, yeah. I remember rolling my eyes so hard when the Michael Bay movie came out, and they're like, oh, yeah, Shredder is a white guy named uh, Eric Sachs, which is like their English translation of Orokusaki, oh. and I'm like, fuck it, I'm out. Really? I didn't know it was yes. that. Wow. Yes, uh, uh, I know. So I forgot about incredibly that. Incredibly cringe. I never watched that one. Transformers was was enough for me. I've I've remember. actually seen both of the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movies, and honestly, they they fell out of my brain moments after watching. One of the things that the original, well, the the first one did, um, and then I I because I did end up seeing after it came out on on video, not not on VHS because it was the Michael Bay one, but. Uh, the one thing they nailed was the the sense of brotherhood amongst the four turtles. Like it was a shit movie, and then Raph is making his like impassioned speech as he thinks they're all about to die, and I'm like choked up, and I'm like, this is lame. And then I dried my eyes and left the movie theater. <laughs> you said Raph is telling that story, and I'm like, the only monologue I can think of Raph saying is, "Damn." <laughs> I know. I, I so badly want to. Uh, I, I know you sent me that audio file, but I still haven't implemented that yet. But yeah, that's one of the the best moments in all of Turtledom video history. Is Raph's rooftop? Damn, rough. See, while we're talking about Ninja Turtles, I would like to mention that I want to say it was the 2006 movie, the 3D animated one. That one, I felt like, was a really good movie, a really good representation of Ninja Turtles again. And I I felt like it did the characters a lot of justice, despite it not being super attached to the old, the overarching, you know, Shredder storyline. It felt like what Ninja Turtles 3 should have been. Because there are subtle nods to where it's a sequel to those. Right. Yeah. There was one not too long ago. Um, it was a crossover cartoon movie, and they actually took the modern Ninja Turtles cartoon, and they they had the original '80s cartoon guys come in, mm-hmm. and they even had a throwback with black and white uh, Ninja Turtles come into the movie that were based on the old comic book. So it's kind of <laughs> like a mixing of the Turtle verses. I can't remember the name of the mm-hmm. movie, but it was actually not a bad movie, and it was a lot of crossovers and a lot of fan service for sure. It came out a few years right. ago. It's it worth a watch. Now, by the modern one, are you talking about the TMNT one that was? Uh, it had a lot of hallmarks similar to the Batman animated series. Are you talking about the future one, or is there another one I'm not even familiar with? Uh, there's. You're right because there's like th- what two or three reboot series. 
every it's like Transformers. Every couple of years, there's a, a new version. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I know what you're talking about, and I've seen that uh, specifically because of the scene where they introduce. Uh, <laughs> I think they even make fun of the 1980s cartoon ones because they're like they're kind of chunky, <laughs> or you know they're like kind of <laughs> round and. And then the uh, the black and white guys show up and they're just like super noir. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it's fucking classic. And then they even did a uh, speaking of the the Batman animated series, they did Batman like versus the Ninja Turtles. Yes, as a live uh, not a live action, but as a cartoon thing. And it sounds absurd until you realize it's fucking awesome. And I would pay to see a, a live action fight between the Shredder and Batman. I just got hmm. the YouTube clip and it's it's amazing. It's, it's really good. I gotta watch this one, but uh, and we're yeah we're kind of getting tang- tangential, because yes. uh, we're only supposed to be talking about the NES one. But I, I could do hours <laughs> worth Bullock. of episodes over all things uh, Ninja Turtle. I'm sorry, you said Sandra Bullock. Did you think that uh, April O'Neil should have been played by Sandra Bullock? I'm just saying. No, I, I think the lady who played uh, Sandra Bullock. No, the lady who played April uh, did a fantastic job, and I know her name. I can't remember it, but every time I've ever seen Halloween Town, I'm like, hey, it's April O'Neil. God dang it. Now I just want to talk about the movie and how dope the soundtrack was <laughs> and how fucking great Shredder was. Shredder was pretty good. Oh, my God. What a great bad guy. And he's such a putz in the ultra uh, June 1989 NES video game. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently was also just Konami. The appeal of Ninja Turtles, though, has always been that those characters fit in so many different things. Like they even added Ninja Turtles to, um, I think it was the last Mortal Kombat and they totally fit. They totally work. I think it's cool. Yeah. It was just, it's really, it's a home run of a property. You know, you've got four very cool characters, each with different personalities. So everybody who's watching can identify, um, or, you know, idealize who, I, I don't know. I just, it's, it's fucking brilliant. And I know a lot of people prefer the sequel video games. Um, you know, the arcade game or uh, the Manhattan Project, which both are amazing games in their own rights. Uh, Hyperstone Heist for the Genesis or Turtles in Time for the SNES. Uh, they're a lot of fun, but this first one was really the only one that had the kind of look and sound that it has. In a weird, a weird kind of parallel, it's, it's kind of like the noir black and white turtles compared to the rest of the turtles history. It looks and is its own separate thing that started everything else, and then all the others kind of have similar sounds and attributes. Does that make sense? One of the things I, I kind of don't like about the Ninja Turtle sequels is, to me, they're very much all the same. There are, you know, different stages and different boss fights and stuff, but they're all that left-to-right, beat em up collect pizza slices, which is kind of like the first one, I guess, now. But Basically my life every day. <laughs> I'll agree with that though, because I think I I loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, the arcade game, which is you know the NES release for it. Yeah. And after that, I never really could get into any of the others, despite them being updated and looking prettier and having some new mechanics. I was always like, this is just the arcade game again. It just looks different. Yeah. Um. But you know the colors. The colors are brighter. There's more action. There's different types of attacks. Um, and like I said, they're still great games. But I think because of part the nostalgia, but part the difficulty and just the overall 
even the sounds, the music and the, the sound effects of, of the original, it's still my favorite. I can acknowledge it's not the best of the series, but it's it it has my heart. It's the only one I have two copies of. <laughs> you want you want to share a copy with me? <laughs> I didn't buy either of them either. I don't know how I got them. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I know exactly how I got both of them. <laughs> but uh, oh, no, the first one I got was actually because I went into a game trading store and <laughs> the guy behind the counter gave us a free copy of Ninja Turtles as a way to kind of try and hit on my mom, which, boy, <laughs> did he read that wrong. Yep. But... <laughs> Took it home and it didn't work. I had to clean it like a dozen times for it to work. That's that's a pretty big flex, though. <laughs> hey, hey, sexy lady with a couple of kids, come over here. Yeah, because it was me <laughs> and my brother, which means like I was at least thirteen or fourteen when this happened. My brother, three or four, I was like, "This is a whole weird thing that just happened here, and I don't get it." <laughs> so your mom's like, "I'm sorry, no." But you're like, oh, I'll date just... you. Can I have more video games, please? Yeah. <laughs> I'll blow a cartridge. No problem, man. <laughs> it was it was like a $3 game at the time at his shop, I think. So it wasn't a huge loss, but. Oh, fuck. Well, that's even more insulting to a lady. Hey, right? if, uh, if I give you a free video game that costs, you know, less than a pizza, would you? <laughs> would you? Not only less than a pizza, but less than a piece of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a slice of a pizza. <laughs> and it was right next to a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> so we got rats, we got pizza, we got turtles. <laughs> we got a dude trying to bang werewolf's mom. It's uh, it's good. I miss the Nostalgia, 90s. baby. <laughs> yeah, nostalgia, <laughs> baby. That's fucked up. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to have to make a content video about that. Somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, early 90s. Oh, no, this was in California. Is that not the Pacific Northwest? Mm, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that clerk left his job to go down and become Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so, yeah, I'm sorry. Again, we, we, we keep getting off topic. So many tangents. <laughs> Teenage mutant ninja tangents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tangent mutant ninja tangents. I like how you tangent twice that time. Yeah. It's like the redundancy department. Oh, is it? Department of Redundancy 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 Department. Department. I sound drunk as fuck tonight. I don't mind admitting that. Anyways, we can probably cut out that part where I said I sound drunk as fuck. No, it's 50 minutes in. Nobody listens this far. (laughs) I've seen the statistics. Well, this is normally the part where I would say that uh, Ultra was a brand that was an offshoot from Konami so they could release more games a year. But we covered that. I want Ultros games, man. Can you imagine having Ultros <laughs> stamped on carts? That would have been awesome. Paul, if I pay for it, will you get an Ultros tramp stamp? <laughs> oh, man. Maybe? I don't remember how, but I feel like somehow I knew that Ultra was also Konami back then. Oh, shit. Is there a Konami code for TMNT? Uh, I don't know if there's a Konami code, but there is a code to get uh, two extra continues, I think. Four In instead the of two. Yeah. Oh, damn. Let me check my mind palace. <laughs> I think the Konami code works in the uh, the sequel, if I'm not wrong. Okay. I'll have to look into it. That's awesome. Uh, any any final thoughts from anybody on, on the 
June 1989 Ultra Presents Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game? Well, sort of. Donatello for life. Let me hear it all, boys. Donatello for life. Donatello for life. Well, so before the podcast started recording, I was playing, because I was, I was doing my deep research on the Wikipedias, and I saw there's a port on the Amiga, so I fired up the Mister and put the Amiga port on just to try it out, not expecting it to look so radically different. So, and I've never seen anybody stream it, and I've never seen it on YouTube, maybe because it's janky as fuck. <laughs> but the Amiga version of this game, this port, the graphics are wild. They're totally different, right? It's like a little bit more shading to it. It's colorful. The, the sprites look more like, I guess, enemies from a Ninja Turtles comic or cartoon. It's really interesting. It's also janky. <laughs> as the style of the time, the Amiga only has... Like, was it one button, I think? And you push up to jump, which makes the game oh god, really bad. But J- Jake was almost done playing before he realized he could attack upwards. Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing. But the dam level underneath the water, fearing it'd be bad because how janky the rest of the game was, I actually one-shotted it, which is hilarious. So the underwater section of that game is a lot easier on the Amiga port. But it's definitely worth playing. I think it's fun I saw him do it. Yeah, I saw him do it. proof. Well, there was a, um, now that you've said that, I, I forget what system it was, but it was a computer-based system where um, there is a jump that is actually physically impossible yes. to make unless you go in and, like, recode it or something like that. Uh, there's a video on YouTube about a guy who, who was doing instructions on how to go back and do that. But one of the platforms in the third stage, right after the dam, when you're in the city... Um, when you're underground, there is a part where you have to jump from section to section, but the roof is way too low. So it requires a full jump, but the ceiling uh, does not allow for that. And so it's it's impossible to actually make it past that section. Yeah, it's the DOS version, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. yeah it's wild. It's horrible. Oh, and I was going to mention this. When I was talking about how this game is what started my desire to be like a completionist, or not desire, but like compulsion to be a completionist with games... With uh, the stages like the first and the third level, uh, as a kid, I thought you had to go into every fucking building and clear it. You know, kill guys, get all the weapons and all this stuff. So by the time I watched speedruns as an adult, and I'm like, oh, I didn't have to go into those buildings at all. Uh, what? Yeah. So anyway, growing up doing God that, I think that's that's honestly where that started. That and Mega Man X, but mostly Ninja Turtles. What's the damn it for, Paul? Because yeah. I didn't know that. I thought you had to go in every damn house. No. <laughs> I just saved you a whole bunch of time, dude. Go back and try it again. Maybe I can See, get past the damn. <laughs> See, I knew you didn't have to go into everything, and I still suck at the game, so. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, confirmation, it is the Konami code. Oh, is it really? Oh. Yep. Okay. On the title screen. That's awesome. The thing is, I'm not fast enough to be able to do that and uh, spam the Technodrome. The way that I want, so. The Ultra Code. The Ultra Code. <laughs> I like it. It's just the same thing backwards. A, B, left, right. No, right, left, right. How, how the fuck would it be backwards? You just drop the A. Yeah. It's uh, jankier. That's for the brand. <laughs> well, janky is, it goes along with the game. It's part of the aesthetic. Yeah, okay. I can live with jank, but I still get upset with the, uh, there's a couple spots where you have to jump, or you mm-hmm. think you need to jump over one gap, and you just have to walk it. Even tonight, when I was trying to play the damn game, I got screwed by that spot, forgetting that you just have to walk across the gap. You don't need to jump <laughs> it. I kept falling again and again, having to loop around the room. 
Write it you down. You could just walk Take across notes. that. I thought you had to do the little <laughs> tiny jump. No. So in stage one, and I think stage three has it as well. It's a, if it's a one brick gap, you just walk across it. Oh no! It was a three brick gap. It was at the end of coming up onto the top of the dam is where I was. I kept falling and having to go around the room again. Well, that one you're right. You do need to hop. Yeah, in. that one sucks. Yeah, I love this. I love this so much. Now, like, I'm I'm gonna do a, a stream tonight, but really all I want to do is play Ninja Turtles, and I can't stream <laughs> it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but that'll be yeah, coming up soon. Stream what you want. Uh, all right. So yeah, that's literally all of the information and about a hundred percent of the bullet points that I had written down for tonight's show. Um, yeah, before we sign off, any final thoughts? Donatello for life. Oh yeah. I already asked that question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Donatello for life. Michelangelo for death. Yeah. Uh, Wolf, anything? Jake, Angelo, Wolfie L, Gaionardo, and Paul Chatello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dig it. I used to be able to polish off an entire medium dominoes on my own. The Ninja Turtle special. Do you like penicillin on your pizza? <laughs> <laughs> tell me, TMNT. Like, tell me that one is not one of the most quotable movies of all time. It is not one of the. Uh, uh, sorry, I couldn't say it. <laughs> I appreciate the effort, though. <laughs> Damn. I, I watched that. Oh man, like probably a month ago or something for the first time since I'd say like late teens or something, and. I never realized how much more like I, I watched the first and the second, like one after the other. And I realized how much the first one as an adult, I love it even more. The second one was my favorite as a kid. And now that sec first one's as, as an adult. So did, yeah. Did you ever notice in the second one, they never used their weapons. I think the closest thing was Michelangelo with some sausages. Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. And the mall. Yeah. And then Dunny has a nerf bat. That is the unfortunate thing that mm-hmm. happens to Ninja Turtles as the franchise grows. Like, it always has to be less dark to be more family friendly so that they can get a bigger audience, which sucks. I mean, I would yeah. love an R rated Ninja Turtles movie, honestly. Give me that. Give me the one oh, that yeah. was based on the comics that's as dark mm-hmm. as it should have been, and I will be one happy camper. Someone talk to Ryan Reynolds. If anybody can make that happen, <laughs> it's going to be. I mean, Deadpool and Ninja Turtles sort of exist for similar reasons. That's, they were yes. both jokes to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Ninja Turtles has tie-ins with Daredevil in that the whole universe there because it's supposed to be the same uh, chemical spill that gave the Turtles the ooze as the Daredevil lost his sight and got his got his special powers. Really? Uh, really? Yeah. It was a TGRI spill? Yeah, TGRI. Uh, oh, TGRI. spilled. Yeah, they had it spelled different something else, but uh, apparently there was a whole bunch of nods to Daredevil because in the in Daredevil oh, yeah. the ninja race guys were the hand. The hand. So that's, yeah. why in the, that's why they're oh. the foot with Ninja Turtles. So interesting. Yeah, and apparently they embraced it at, at one point. And they kind of had like a crossover moment somewhere, and <laughs> I don't know where it was exactly, but. Now I want to check it out. <laughs> so for that crossover, does that mean in an alternate universe, instead of blindness, Daredevil could have turned green and have a six-foot penis? I don't know, but I, f- I find the fact that the blind guy's special ability, like his his superpower is sight. <laughs> you, th- you ever think about it that way? Complex, man. Complex. Sure. Yeah. Well, wow. And first off, I want to say this. When I said, okay, so does that mean it was a TGRI spill? 
and you said no, it's it's labeled as something else. Is it labeled Ultra, but really it's Konami? Because <laughs> <laughs> like I am starting to see a bit of a of a theme. So yeah, so that's everything I had on this. Do we have any final thoughts, guys? Oh, it was T T C R I in the movies? That's what I thought. Because it was global, but they changed it to cosmic. Oh my gosh! Because of the Ultrons. Yeah, it was an alien thing. It's, it's it's really convoluted. Check it out if you guys are interested. Oh. I haven't seen the movies in like actually since I was a kid. Oh, I should go back and watch them. Do it, and also look up the soundtrack. I know you guys were kind of laughing at me earlier, but nine point nine five. That song fucks. Okay, and it fucks hard. <laughs> the sh- the Shredder Suite uh, slaps like nobody's fucking business. Um, in fact, Arthur the Last Ancient and um, the Ferryman are doing a, a, a cover of the Shredder's theme song from that movie. And uh, they sent me their work, and now I just got to put drums to it. But it is it is a great song. Hmm. Everything on there is. Arthur's a wonderful person who did our theme song, does great yep. work, has an album out on Bandcamp. Check it out. That's awesome. Who did the Ninja? Was it the, the Go Ninja, Go Ninja? Was that the first movie? Vanilla Ice. That's the yeah, second one. Second movie, Vanilla Ice. Okay. Oh, and then the okay. So the rap for the first one is T U R T L E Power. Yeah. And that song, Fox. It's great. I love that song. <laughs> that's and, what it should say in the name of the song too. The song, Fox. <laughs> that, that's what, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. If, if is, I'm being honest, I, don't know if, I had that song, and I had uh, the story that Splinter tells the turtles, mm-hmm. where it's got that like beat going on in the background, telling them about their past and all that. I had both of those on my main playlist on my iPod for years. I'm <laughs> saying it's great music. <laughs> it is. And yeah, I'll, at some point I'll end up putting out that drum cover of the Shredder Suite. And that's it's an iconic and fantastic song. Uh, this is one of the most embarrassing tidbits of trivia about my life. And if anybody out there has ever enjoyed this product, please let me know so I don't feel so stupid. But there is the soundtrack for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, Played on kazoos, and I own that. <laughs> I wish that was a joke. It is. It was straight up. It was a cassette tape. One of the uh, first cassette tapes I owned, and it was the kazoo version of TMNT soundtrack. See, like I thought I had something obscure because the only VHS tape I owned was uh, the behind-the-scenes making of Ninja Turtles. <gasps> and that's it. I never owned the movies, just the making of. <laughs> Special features? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But a VHS tape, right? So it's 45 minutes of VHS tape showing how they do the puppetry and stuff. <laughs> that would be the equivalent of having director's commentary, but without the movie. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Just a guy talking, and you can have to try to imagine it. Sign me up. That's wonderful. All right. I think that's it. I've got to Yeah, I kind of got away from us. Sorry about that, guys. We've, we've been that's on tangents for like 25 minutes now, I think. Yeah, it's Well, it's, it's tangent mutant ninja tangents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's the name of the their episode, Teenage Mutant Ninja Tangents. I love it. Uh, and that's what Hero we get for tangents. having me host. I tried to be prepared, but uh, yeah, offshoots. Okay, <laughs> so let's wrap up. Um, Pulse109, you want to tell people where they can find you? You can find me here and on twitch.tv slash Pulse109. That's P-A-L-S-H 109. And I was serious about that Ultras tram stamp. All. Yeah, don't you worry. I'm already looking up designs. Okay. No, no, no. I get to do the design. You just need to find the artist. Okay. I'll even send you some beers. All right. And uh, sorry, Sick Jake. Where can everybody find you, sir? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm Sick Jake. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter or at your local Domino's. 
eating that whole large all of my, my own. <laughs> that whole large what? All on his own. All on his well, own, okay. Yeah. It's a large pizza. That's, that's the Bachelor special. It was some weird right. wording, but I heard it. No, oh, thanks. <laughs> I love you guys so much. And then, uh, Wolf, where can everybody find you, sir? Uh, here, Twitter, and hopefully by the time this episode airs, doing a little streaming on Twitch again, if everything falls into place appropriately. I'm excited. Yeah, I saw your I saw your post about that, and I hope everything works out the way it should. Crossing my fingers. Mm-hmm. Me too. Same as yeah. I miss Wait. it, guys. And uh, my name is Guy Prime. You can find me on, of course, Press B to Cancel, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash theretrotherapy. Uh, you can also find The Retro Therapy on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. So, guys, again, thank you for uh, joining me tonight and letting me ramble much more than I should have. You guys are the all-stars, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. The episode yeah. of Press B to Cancel is concluded. Oh, my God. <laughs> That was the longest sentence I've ever heard with that. That was wonderful. (laughs) Special thanks for music go to Arthur the Ancient, found on SoundCloud, or The Last Ancient on YouTube. For more episodes, please visit our website, pressbtocancel.com. As well, feel free to like or subscribe at Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you like to listen to your favorite shows. As always, thank you. This has been... Press B to Cancel.